The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, November 15th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in. Good morning, Pat. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic today because I am a day away from vacation. You are really <laughs> close. to sell. You're heading to out for the holidays along with about, I, I think I looked it up, something like over 50 million people will be traveling this holiday season. I saw it was going to be a little crowded, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are getting out, though, well before the holiday rush. I, I am, and coming back late after, so I'm hoping that timing... Okay. It's going to be packed. It's going to be packed. It's going to be packed, yeah. but uh, remember to bring patience with you and, and plenty of time. So, and then try to get in that pre-check line if you can. I have a feeling you're going to be going to secondary because they're going to be going through all of your luggage and everything just to make sure you're not bringing contraband <laughs> with you from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so, Not me. Not you. Never. So whenever you embark on a trip, now I have the certain things that I have to do for whatever reason before I can pack one thing. Every drop of laundry that could possibly be hiding gets done absolutely and put oh, away yep. that's already already getting lined up for tonight the yep. other thing that has to happen before you go on a trip is you got to do a little cleaning because you oh. don't want to come home, especially in the kitchen area. Make sure the garbage is taken out, right? Because you don't want that leaving anywhere. <laughs> I made that mistake. Yeah, you so don't do that. Here's the question for you, Pat. If you opened up your refrigerator and started looking at the different labels and cans or open jars that you have in there, would one run across anything that had an expired date on it? No. Are you very good about getting it out? I no, but I did that uh, because I know what today is. What's today? <laughs> today is clean out your refrigerator day. So oh, I was motivated. Man. But there was only really one thing in there and it wasn't too far gone. Okay. Uh, the thing that may be odd in my in my refrigerator that people may go, why? I say pickle juice because you can pickle with it. So, so what would I you say, pickle in pickle juice? Because the next jar of pickles already has juice cucumbers, in it. You know, I mean, you can you can pickle with the juice, and and so I save it. Onions, uh, jalapenos, carrots. Oh, yeah, anything you can pickle, but you can you you know why why go to all that trouble of of making your own juice? The juice is already there. The the good folks at Vlasic <laughs> know how to make it. Come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, yeah. The nice thing is though. If you do get another jar of pickles, you do have fresh pickle juice. You don't need to use that two-year-old jar of pickle juice. I know, juice. but occasionally I like to make my own, you know, and, and you know, yeah. I will, it's really easy to pickle stuff, Okay, especially onions. I mean, just a little red wine vinegar and, and you can get it done, so... My in-laws used to make a recipe using a pickle jar. I think you use like the little bread and butters or something mm -hmm. like that. And then you would add like peppers and onions to it. And then they were like hot, sweet and hot. Chow chow. Something like that. Chow chow. Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. I do need to go through my refrigerator. My <laughs> refrigerator is not as big as it used to be. And uh, so because I didn't think we would have as much need and I wanted the counter depth one but uh, space is at a premium so it you, you got to be you know kind of uh judicial in how much space you get how things. many people are in your house this week 
Uh, for the holiday, we are looking at like 13 at the dinner table. That refrigerator is going to be It's going to be jam-packed. Yeah. And not only do we have Thanksgiving on Thursday, oh, joyful, joyful celebration that it is an even bigger one on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Little Miss Rosemary, my granddaughter, she's going to be baptized. Oh. So, of course, you got to celebrate that. So, we're going to have another group of people back over to take pictures with this little baby. How special. It'll be the first time that Scott will celebrate the sacraments in a unique way in that he'll be baptizing our granddaughter. When our daughters wow. got married, he did not serve as deacon at their weddings. He said... I yeah. need to be a dad uh-huh. today. Uh-huh. And so we had a priest do the mass for both weddings. But he said, in this case, I'm going to baptize my granddaughter. So we are gearing up for that big celebration. So wow. again, back to the refrigerator, though, <laughs> it's going to be crying for mercy by the end of the week. And the ice maker is going to be overworked. The other d- appliance is the dishwasher. I-, I don't even know what it's going to go through over oh, the next week. you have a dishwasher. You have another dishwasher. His oh. name is Christian. Christian is a good dish. Yeah, he's a better at washing and putting away, or drying and put away. Okay. I'll well, wash, you you dry and put away. Okay, Mom. And then he starts talking to me about cars, and then that's a whole other story. So. Oh. Oh, I can already feel... What a great holiday you have coming up. For both of us. And so when we come back after the holiday, definitely tune into the Morning Blend. We're going to have so much to talk about. Especially all the weight we gain. (laughs) Don't even remind me about that. Pat, what do you got coming up today? Well, Archbishop Alexander Sample is at the USCCB Fall Plenary Assembly in Baltimore, and he was running for chairman. We'll tell you about the election coming up. It was a, a big deal. All right. And in case you forgot, the Vatican released a document reminding Catholics you cannot be a Freemason. I'll have a story on that coming up for you in news as well. Let's start the show this morning now with Ricky Vasquez, House of Cards. You are listening to Brenda and Patrick on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Across the ocean 
Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Boy, he plays a good guitar. Mm-hmm. That is Ricky Vasquez and House of Cards. And I guess if we're playing cards at Brenda's house, it is a full house. You're right? It is yeah. for sure this holiday. <laughs> All I got is a joker here. What's going on? Hey, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, you know, hosts that, that wonderful program, Living Stones. He's got a brand new book. And Brenda talked to him all about this fascinating book. We've got Deacon coming up next after we check that wonderful weather forecast once we get through the rain. That's next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to 
bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpointpointe.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Catholic Church dedicates the month of November to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. Join Mater Dei Radio as we unite with the communion of saints. We pray daily for the souls of all the faithful departed and for the intentions of the living through our broadcast of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and uplifting spiritual reflections. We also pray for your specific intentions on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. Our dedicated team of intercessors is ready to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or send your intention through MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us throughout November as we pray for the holy souls and your intentions. At Matraday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 713 in Mater Day Radio. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat and a 50% chance of showers this morning. Then once that burns off this afternoon, cloudy with a high of 50. Tonight, though, going to get chilly. Drop it down to 36. Could see some frost by morning and then sunny tomorrow with a high of 51. Currently, it is 47 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And 45 at St. Mary the Immaculate Conception Cathedral in Portland. Racism has been that lightning rod topic in the past several years in America. It seems there is a never-ending pool of misinformation that is spread on the news and social media platforms. Deacon Harrelbrick Sivers takes an honest look at the issues and responds with an authentic answer. His new book is Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism. And our good friend Deacon Harold Brooks-Sivers is joining me once again to share more about this powerful new book. Good morning, Deacon Harold. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, good morning, Brent. It's great to be with you. Deacon Harold, one of the best opportunities I had was to talk with you. It was during the pandemic. It was after the George Floyd death and then the the rioting and, and the protests. You know, we remember that summer here in the Portland area. It, it, it seemed like that was never going to settle down. Yet now there's so many people online and on TV ready to tell us that racism is the worst it has ever been in history. So let's start there. Is that true? Is this the worst it's ever been? Or are we just exposed to things now that we've never heard before? Well, here's the the issue. 
Um, you know, racism has always been here. Racism is going to continue to be here. Uh, you know, just like Jesus said, that you're going to have the poor always going to be with you. <laughs> I think it's the same thing with racism. It's not any worse than it was. It's just a different iteration of it. Here's what I mean. Um, obviously, looking back uh, in the time of slavery, extreme racism, the post-bellum era with Jim Crow, extreme racism, even in, within the Catholic Church, which I bring out in the book. But what, you know, what, and what was fascinating to me in researching the book was reading through Martin Luther King and understanding uh, why he was so successful. Think about it. During the time of Jim Crow, where there's segregation, you know, black uh, fountains that sit in the back of the bus, all this stuff, how was he able during that time, uh, you know, uh, to cut through the, the barriers of liberal versus conservative, Democrat versus Republican, black versus white, all this kind of stuff? And he was able to bring people together. Why? Because his message was 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 rooted in the foundation of biblical principles and a natural moral law. Um, he he spoke the beauty of truth, and that attracted people. Um, and, and since he died. You know, we, we have a number of organizations and individuals today that are trying to uh, fill that gap, and, and it's not being done because they're not following Martin Luther King's approach. They're, they're, they're claiming racism, racism, but really there's a whole other agenda there which has nothing to do with race. Um, and, and, in fact, the, what's happening, things the racial divide is coming wider because instead of focusing on changing people, individuals, and changing hearts, they're trying to change structure and institutions. It's completely backwards. So instead of things getting better, there's the appearance that it's getting worse. Deacon Harold, in your response there, you you use the term natural moral law. Now, it is our faith in God and our recognition that there is such a thing as natural moral law. But when we're dealing with racism in a group of people who think, well, if I think it, it's okay. How do you even begin to change hearts and minds on racism if you really are not even on the same platform? Well, that's the thing. We have to return to the foundational principle. Martin Luther King says the way forward is love, right? First John four sixteen: God is love, and he who lives in love lives in God, and God lives in him. But it's not the love that the culture is trying to paint a picture of. It's not, you know, uh, redefining marriage, redefining gender. Love is love. We're using love as a slogan uh, to, to, to uh, put forward an agenda. It's, it's the agape type of love. It's the love that's self-giving, self-sacrificing love. It's a love that Jesus uh, gave us from the cross. You know, it's a, cross, it's, it's a love that dies to itself, that always look at what's best for the other. Not, not a self-centered love of the culture, but an other-centered love. Uh, and when you start to love like that, you begin to see people um, the way God sees them. So in Genesis 1, 27, it says we're made in the image and likeness of God. When you begin to see that image and likeness of God in the person standing in front of you, now you're able to appreciate all the other be- beautiful gifts, their race, their culture, um, that, that, that uh, God has gifted them with, because those gifts become a gift to the church, and they also become a gift to you as a person interacting with them. That's what Martin Luther King understood, that's what Christ understood, and that's what we need to understand if we're really to make headway in breaking down walls of division when it comes to race. Deacon Harold preaching to us today about his new book, Building a Civilization of Love, A Catholic Response to Racism. It is now out by Ignatius Press. 
Okay, Dakin Harold, I I have to examine myself inwardly, especially if we're going to find this place of reconciliation and healing. But we seem to all have certain biases, maybe in part because of our own lived experience. And we all have difficulty looking beyond that. But is that the same as a racism or a prejudice that we see going around in today's world? Yeah, so what we have to do, Brenda, is make distinctions between prejudice and racism. Because if we don't make those distinctions, then we fall into emotional racism, where everything becomes racist, racist, racist. Here's what I mean. So prejudice is making a preconceived judgment about someone that's not based on any factual or objective or subjective knowledge or experience. So you see someone, and you automatically think, oh, this person's a certain way because they look like this. Those are prejudices. Racism is prejudice with the added piece. The reason why I'm saying this is that I believe my race is superior to your race. Mm. Uh, and so the, the classic example I give in the book is the guy who came up to me at a parish mission and said, oh, you went to Notre Dame. What position did you play? <laughs> you know, so okay. When, when you hear that, you think, that's racist, that's racist. No, it wasn't racist. It was prejudice. It was ignorant. Yes, it was prejudice, but it wasn't racist. Why? In order for that statement to be racist, he would have to have meant when he said it, the reason I just said that to you is I believe that people that look like you are not um, intelligent enough to get into a, a, an institution of that academic caliber. And the only way uh, a person of color can get to a school like that is through athletics. That would have been racist. But when he found out that I never played football, that I had academic scholarship. Then he went, he back, oh, 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 sorry. You know, he apologized. He felt embarrassed. Um, and so what should have happened was he said, oh, you went to Notre Dame. What did you study? Because that's what he would have asked anybody else. Mm. So if, we, if we're not careful enough to make those distinctions, then everything falls into racism. It becomes this emotional thing. And then nothing ever gets done because we're looking through clouded lenses. Instead of making clear distinctions, we're able to see the image and likeness of God standing in the person of, in, in the person standing in front of us. Oh, you are listening to Deacon Harold Brick Sivers joining us today to talk about his new book, Building a Civilization of Love. Deacon, this is a fascinating conversation, and you have a lot to say about this. I am coming up against my break, but I do want to ask you about what our Catholic response should be in this very hot topic issue. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Yes, absolutely. 723 at Montreday Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat, and it is clean out your refrigerator mm-hmm. day today. So if you're cleaning out your refrigerator, you got to put new stuff in, right? That's it. So you're going shopping. Okay. And you can support Catholic Radio with every purchase you make during this holiday season. Just sign up for the Community Rewards Program at Fred Meyer. We've got all the details for you online, matradayradio.com. Just look shop for the cause. And then as you're stocking up for Thanksgiving and uh, replenishing your refrigerator, you can help Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1000. 
503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. Love is a word that is used over and over again in our society. But as Catholics, we have a definition of this word that far surpasses pagan love. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, shows us directly what it means to love by laying his life down for each one of us and for our salvation. This type of love is best expressed in young children who oftentimes bubble over in love for their family members and their smile can melt anyone's heart. As mothers, we need to remember to express love in more than our emotions, but in our actions and in our will. Love is a decision. Love is a reaction of the heart in union with Jesus. Our Savior desires to enter into the depths of our soul illuminating it with love that can transform not only ourselves, but our family. So when you feel angry at a slowpoke child, a mess that you didn't make, or just tired of being tired, consider asking Jesus to help you love your family. Oftentimes, love can be expressed in not expressing the feelings that are clouding your decision to love, but rather learning to hold your tongue and trying to let the storm pass. Jesus will strengthen us if we ask him to. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to love our children. Amen. May we be a light in this world by learning to love even when we don't feel like it. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio, the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and it was a wild night last night at PDX. We'll tell you what was going on at the airport next. And the Vatican releases a document to reminding all Catholics... You are not allowed to be a Freemason. I'll explain why coming up in news. Here's Taylor Tripodi. We are alive. We are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
and that is Taylor Tripodi. We are alive. You are listening to the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. It's 7:30. At their annual fall plenary assembly in Baltimore this week, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops (USCCB) elected a conference secretary and chairman for six standing committees. The conference secretary also serves as the chairman of the Committee on Priorities and Plans. Archbishop Paul S. Coakley of Oklahoma City was elected as conference secretary and chairman of the Committee on Priorities and Plans in a 187-55 to vote over Archbishop Alexander K. Sample of Portland and Oregon. Archbishop Coakley is currently serving as conference secretary, completing the term left vacant last November when Archbishop Timothy Brolio of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA was elected conference president. With this election, his term as conference secretary will now run through November of 2027. Patrick, it seems like whenever we hear about these votes at the USCCB for the different roles that the bishops take, Bishop Sample always seems to be in one of these vote possible votes. So I think that it might be just a matter of time before he lands on one of these committee chairmanships. Well, they kind of work them up a ladder mm-hmm. if you just kind of pay attention to the history of it. They kinda, So this is kind of like the next step because uh, uh, Archbishop Coakley was already in this office, okay. you know, having assumed the term of Archbishop Brolio. So it's kind of hard to unseat an incumbent, but with the vote... Obviously, they're they're positioning Archbishop Sample, or it would appear they're positioning him for for a higher role, too. So exciting to see. All right. Well, the president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, Archbishop Timothy Broglio, on Tuesday called on Israel to pursue negotiations in its war with Hamas terrorists. When asked about Israel's military actions in the Gaza Strip and civilian casualties suffered since the outbreak of the war, Broglio said it is an issue he feels very strongly about and said that Israel should find a way to negotiate. At a press conference at the bishop's annual fall meeting in Baltimore, Broglio said, I realize the atrocities that were committed against the Israelis in a certain sense provoked a response, but I think that response should always be between war and parties and in some other way or another, we should try to save civilians and try to keep them out of the conflict. Now, according to Israeli authorities, Hamas' large-scale surprise attack on October 7th left more than 1,200 Israelis killed and thousands more wounded. In a response, Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared war on Hamas, initiating a campaign that has resulted in thousands of civilian deaths. Shots were fired last night inside Portland International Airport at a TSA checkpoint, officials said. According to the Port of Portland, shots were fired near the D and E gates TSA checkpoint, prompting an immediate response by police. One person was taken into custody and authorities said there is no ongoing threat to anyone's safety. It's currently unknown what led to the incident, but no one thankfully was injured in the shooting. The Vatican Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith released a document on Wednesday reaffirming that Catholics are forbidden from becoming Freemasons. The new document signed by Pope Francis and Prefect Cardinal Victor Fernandez was written in response to a bishop from the Philippines who had expressed concern at the growing number of Catholics in his diocese who are taking part in Freemasonry and asked for suggestions for how to respond pastorally. 
The Freemasons are the largest worldwide oath-bound secret society. The Vatican document reaffirmed that those who are formally and knowingly enrolled in Masonic lodges and have embraced Masonic principles fall under the provisions of the Catholic Church's 1983 Declaration on Masonic Associations. In the declaration signed by Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger when he was prefect of the Congregation of the Doctor in the Faith, declares that Catholics who enroll in Masonic associations are in a state of grave sin and may not receive Holy Communion. In sports, the action's in the courtroom and not on the field. A judge yesterday ruled that Oregon State University and Washington State University should have governing control of the Pac-12 after the other members announced their intent to leave the conference in 2024. The judge made the decision at the end of a nearly three-hour hearing in Whitman County, Washington. Attorneys for the Oregon State Beavers and Washington State Cougars argued that the 10 departing schools gave up their board positions when they agreed to join other conferences starting next season. Attorneys for the other schools argued that they had not violated the conference bylaws and should retain the board seats. Those attorneys signaled that they will likely appeal the ruling. And back on the field, this going to get interesting Saturday. Number 10, Oregon State, is going to host undefeated number 5, Washington, at Research Stadium in Corvallis on Saturday. That's where it matters, on the field. But sure. you know, this could be the last time they play. So, Pat, I, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but why would an outgoing school want to remain on a board of the division that they're leaving. Brenda, I can give you millions of reasons. Millions of reasons. Oh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about the money. Hmm. It's all about the money and who controls the money. And uh, it's this is far from over. This is just the, the latest salvo in this ongoing saga. All right. Although Thanksgiving is nearly here in the blink of an eye, it will be Christmas. You might feel a little overwhelmed right now or just a little down in the dumps as these dark nights set in. However, here are some ways to cast away any fall and winter blues and get prepared for Thanksgiving, Advent, and Christmas at the same time. And this will certainly help reduce your stress level. All right, lay it on me. All right. Find yourself a beautiful and joyful Advent calendar. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not talking about the ones that will give you a little treat every day, but find those beautiful ones, perhaps even with your family, that you can open up each day that tells you the true story of Christmas. And as you lead every day of the month of December, all the way to the incarnation, the birthday of Jesus. And there's some good electronic ones, too, like an Is email. Is there really? Yeah, there's some really cool ones out there for that, too. So, you know, but having, I, having the physical calendar, obviously, is the way you want to go. I but, like yeah. that idea. All right, so how about a little heavenly hot cocoa party? Ooh. Right? Hot co- host a cozy gathering with friends or family, complete with delicious hot chocolate, a mm. sprinkle of Catholic trivia. See who can answer the most questions about saints, miracles, or even popes while sipping your favorite Is winter Hosting beverage. your own RC challenge. There That's it. With a little cocoa. And I know all the answers. I did this one year after uh, we went to Christmas Eve Mass. So we went to Vigil Mass, and you know those popular charcuterie boards with Mm, the cheeses and everything? I made one for the family that was a hot chocolate charcuterie board, and it was full of 
uh, chocolate mints that you could drop into your hot chocolate, different flavors of marshmallows, a candy cane stirrer to get a little bit. Martha Stewart ain't got nothing on you. Wow. Hot chocolate chocolate. That is cool. Google it. You'll see some great (laughs) pictures of that. How about a lively Christmas carol sing-along? Turn your living room into a karaoke stage. Not for you or me. We were just talking about this with Sarah. (laughs) We're not so good with the tunes. I think that would turn the mood back. Yeah. Yeah. We want want it to be uplifting, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh, How about some divine DIY decorations. Get crafty. Yeah. Make some winter decorations inspired by your Catholic faith. Create ornaments featuring angels, nativity scenes, even miniature replicas of your favorite saints. Nobody can be depressed with a glue gun in the house. So listen to this. I knew of a mom's group. I think it was St. Joseph's and they had a pretty active group. Now they all got wooden clothespins and not like the ones with the springs but the old time ones that had a little ball and then just a little split Uh each one took like a dozen of them and painted them exactly the same one had mary one had joseph one was making saints angels and then they all got together and everybody took one of each one of the little pin cushions or of the clothespins that's so cool. And they made this little for their kids to, to play and have their own little nativity and saints. So you match the clothespins with the charcuterie board with the chocolate on it. I, <laughs> how could you have the holiday blues? That is uh, a no good way. <laughs> well, and if you happen to be in by yourself for evening, find a great movie to watch. Drink your hot chocolate. There are some great You know me Advent and the Hallmark movements. Channel. Are you a Hallmark person too? You know too? I am. I got the socks. Oh, you yeah. and David. You, I love I, the Hallmark movies. I, I've said this before, Pat, in case you didn't know it. Everything about who I am would scream that I should absolutely love <laughs> every Hallmark movie that has ever been produced. I cannot bring myself to finish a single one. They drive me crazy. I guess that makes me the Grinch here. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Patrick, today's saint? St. Albert the Great. That's right. In fact, he's a wonderful Dominican saint, so it seems fitting that you would want to celebrate this great saint with the Dominicans. This evening at 7 o'clock, there is a Mass for St. Albert the Great's feast day happening at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All are invited to attend a Dominican rite, Misa Cantata, in honor of St. Albert. Of course, they will continue the celebration after Mass with a wine and cheese reception. You know they will. And remember, you can find details on these and other events head over to the community calendar materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. St. Albert the Great he's not just a saint he's a doctor. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Hey Deacon Harold Burke Sivers checks back in with Brenda his brand new book Building a Civilization of Love. We'll hear all about that and check the weather next at Materday Radio. Support for Matri Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Peter Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 743 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, it looks like it's clearing up a little bit. 50% chance of showers this morning, then high near 50, cloudy this afternoon. Tonight, going to get chilly. Patchy frosts be scattered around the valley, low down to 36. And then tomorrow, sunny with a high of 51. Going to be a beautiful day. Currently, it is 47 degrees at St. Francis Catholic Church out in Banks. And 45 in downtown Eugene at St. Mary Catholic Church. And I am back with the wonderful Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers. Deacon Harold was on with us recently for the Fall share He introduced to us at that time a book that was coming out. Well, it's available for you to get now, Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism. It is beautifully covered and out by Ignatius Press. Deacon has stayed with us today to tell us more about it. Deacon, thanks so much for staying with us on the Morning Blend. No, thanks for having me. So we look at the racism as this black and white view. You either are or you're not. You're on my side. And if you're not on my side, well, you're one of them. So where as Catholics can we stand to bring healing and reconciliation? Because in this council culture we live in, it's extremely difficult to stand in a middle ground and find peace. Well, uh, I'll even go further than that. I'll, I'll say that we Catholics can lead the way in this issue of, uh, of bringing racial healing and division, not only within the Church, but with our country and in, in the world. Um, because, you know, sadly, we're, we're kind of always coming from behind, you know, when it comes to important issues of culture, um, redefinition of marriage and gender. You know, we, we, we don't really say much, and then when laws get passed or uh, judge, uh, Supreme Court decisions get made, we get upset and we issue statements. It's too late then. What we need to do is get in front of this issue. With this issue of race, I think we can definitely do that. So I outlined in the last part of the book ways that we can do that. Very simple, 
but very meaningful. One of them is, again, as I mentioned, seeing the image and likeness of God standing uh, in the person standing in front of you. Um, Because when you start to see someone with the eyes of faith, it changes your whole orientation toward that person. It breaks down walls of prejudice. You know, who did this so beautifully was Mother Teresa. You know, when she looked at those poor people that she worked with, had leprosy and pleurisy and AIDS and all these horrible diseases, she saw Jesus in that person, and that's the way we need to see each other. So I talk about that in the book. Then I talk about some practical things we can do, like at the parish level, potlucks. You know, having potlucks, we have different people of different races bringing their food because you learn so much about culture through the food, and you have certain you have people get up and give little testimonies about how uh, the struggle that they have living their faith in this country as a person of color and, and the struggle. And so that breaks down the walls of barriers. Now the other person can say, wait a minute. You know, I totally... You know, I have the same issue that you have trying to keep my kids Catholic in this culture today. You know, so now it's not that person that goes to the Hispanic Mass or the Vietnamese Mass or the African Mass. That's my brother. That's my sister who's enduring the same challenges and struggles that I'm going through. You know, so again, you break down the wall. And then putting images up in the church that represent the people that worship there. So so if if you're like Immaculate Heart, you know, we have... St. Terry Tetequitha on an mm. icon screen. We have Our Lady of Levang. We have St. Martin de Porres. So, so the, the, the church now, the, the images in the church look like the people who worship there. Those are just a couple of things that I mentioned in the book. Deacon Harold, you also do not shy away at tackling some big issues, too, of critical race theory, of liberation theology, even the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you feel like, as an African-American man who's writing about these things, that you're not denying a part of who you are in order to be the Catholic who God wants you to be? Well, the reason I've been mentioning those in the book is uh, again, it's a Catholic response to racism, and there are certain corners and elements of the church that have been bringing in these three ideologies, uh, which they say as a way to help uh, ameliorate the effects of racism. And so I said, you know what? And people have been like criticizing, and you hear all this, uh, you know, you hear all this rancor and, and a lot of division and triumphalism and polemics with regard to these three. And I said, you know what? Look, let me take a look objectively. Let, let, let me see what the people have to say for themselves, not what this political pundit says or this commentator says. What do the people that actually develop these theories, what do they have to say? And maybe there's something here. I went optimistically looking at this, Brenda. Maybe there's something here that we can actually use to, to help bring racial healing and division. So I looked at each one individually. I looked at critical race theory. I bought the books of Derek Bell and Jimmy Stefanik and Kimberly Crenshaw and uh, Richard Delgado, and I said, okay, let me see what they have to say for themselves. Again, looking at it through the lens of race as a way that we as Catholics can help move forward. And, and what I found is that it actually makes things worse, and the same is true with liberation theology and the Black Lives Matter movement. Nothing wrong with the words Black Lives Matter, nothing wrong with the words at all, but the, the organization is definitely prom- problematic. In fact, um, if you look at their own statements, most of what they're, they're promoting has nothing to do with race. It's, it's an agenda to destroy the nuclear family. And instead of just trying to be politically correct and not saying anything, you know, and a lot of people that, not, that are not people of color are afraid to talk, take them on because they're going to be perceived as racist, I don't have that problem. So, I can, I can, again, I can look at it objectively, looking at it through the lens of the Catholic faith, and say, is there something here that we can use to help bring people together? But, 
It's, it's based on this kind of Marxist foundation of conflict, tension, and struggle in order to produce change. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's not the Catholic faith. On the back of your book, Deacon Herald, it says the biblical world and the church are far older than present political realities or theories. Racism will be conquered by a true embrace of Catholic teaching as beautifully set forth in this work that written by your good friend, Monsignor Charles Pope. So the question is, Deacon, and we talked about this in our first half hour, racism is a part of our human existence. We are fallen people. We are not in heaven yet. You know, praise God for that time that we can all reunite. So if it's been here all along, why make the effort to try to change it? Because it seems like it's not ever going to be perfect on this side of the veil. Well, that's, that's a great question. Because you could ask, say the same thing about the poor. Why deal with all these things with the poor and the homeless? Because they're all, Jesus, even Jesus said, they're always going to be here. So why even bother? Well, we are people of faith. We are people of hope. We are people who are the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ in our world today. You know, and so we have to continue that work to move forward, built in the hope that, again, not relying on human strength. See, that's the problem. People mm-hmm. are relying on human strength, human ingenuity, human intelligence, political um, strategies, governmental intervention, none of that's going to work because it's not founded in Jesus. So as long as we can continue to put one foot in front of the other, just like Jesus put one foot in front of the other on his way to the cross, which brings salvation, we live in the hope that if we live out the Beatitudes, if we live out the teachings of Jesus Christ, we can bring hope to others and, and, and bring as many people to the Father, to the heart of Jesus, as humanly possible. And that's why we strive to overcome the evils of sin in the world so we can show people Jesus. Uh, Amen to that. Deacon Harold, thank you so much for that. It is a fabulous book. And thank you for this real and honest look. I can't let you go with just a moment left. Uh, What do you got coming up in your busy schedule? Well, I'm going to be speaking at the Good News Conference in Orlando. That's Bishop Barron's conference. He invited me to come. And I'm going to be speaking with, like, Tim Tebow and Jordan Peterson and Immaculate Illibagiza and um, Peter Crave. So I'm lo- looking forward to that. And then I go to the Diocese of Rockville Center, New York, where the bishop there has asked me to participate um, with him in a uh, black uh, Catholic um, history event. I'll be speaking there and then coming back home for Thanksgiving. Oh, well, fantastic. Well, safe travels to you, Deacon. And uh, we look forward to the next time you get to join us on The Morning Blend. Yeah, thank you, Brenda. Great to be with you. And great to be with you. Again, of course, you know that voice. It is Deacon Harold Brick Sivers. His book is Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism out by Ignatius Press. I will be sure to add a link that'll get you right to Ignatius Press. You can purchase a copy for yourself. You can also go to any one of our great Catholic bookstores here in the Portland and Vancouver area. You'll find links to his book on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. It's 7.53 at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. You're on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And I know, if, especially if you're Brenda, space is at a premium around your house during the holidays. <laughs> it certainly is. Got a great way for you to make lots of space What's around that? the house. That is our vehicle donation <sighs> program. And you know how much uh, space a vehicle takes up or a boat in your yard. Why not 
give that to us. Deb will take care of everything. It's very, very easy, streamlined process, and it's getting to be the end of the year. You might need that tax deduction. It might be in there, too. It's the Vehicle Donation Program, and you can find out all about it com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. CYO Basketball is here. Hot Shots, first and second graders, co-ed basketball registration is now open. School-aged youth, grades three through eight, can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team competition together with building their skills. Additionally, high school basketball registration is open and ready for your team to join. Grade school and high school basketball include both boys and girls teams. And we are still hiring basketball officials. Visit our website, cyocamphoward.org, to sign up or learn more. Teams are forming now, so register today. Again, that's cyocamphoward.org. Giving Tuesday is November 28th. Your donation will enable us to reach more youth with scholarships and program enhancements that meet their needs. Donate now at cyocamphoward.org. Thank you for supporting our faith-building programs. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.56 on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And we have Advent only two weeks away. It's coming up fast. We'll tell you what your priest may be using in his homily just ahead. All right. And the Oregon Zoo get to celebrate more birthdays. A couple of pachyderms going to have babies coming soon. I'll tell you about that coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we are talking about one of the great doctors of the church who helped to shape the church's stance on Aristotelian philosophy brought to Europe through Islam. St. Albert the Great, or Albertus Magnus, if you want to use the traditional Latin name, was born sometime before the 1200s in Bavaria. As a youth, he had a good education and studied in Padua, where he learned about the philosophy of Aristotle. This was the beginning of his great legacy. Sometime around the year 1223, he had a vision of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which convinced him to join the Dominican order, and there he began his study of theology. Later becoming a lecturer, he traveled around the region of Cologne, eventually gaining local and international acclaim. 
Then in 1245, he became a master of theology under Guerrick of St. Quentin, the first Dominican to achieve that title. He went on to teach at the University of Paris. One of his students was the famous St. Thomas Aquinas, who also went on to become a doctor of the church. Albert's interest in philosophy, particularly Aristotle, continued to drive his work, and he became the first to comment on all the philosopher's works. This led him to also immerse himself in several Muslim scholars because at the time, Islam led the world in science, scholarship, and medicine. In 1254, he was selected to be the provincial of the Dominican order and was extremely successful as an administrator. Five years later, he, along with Thomas Aquinas, took part in the general chapter of the Dominicans, setting up a program of study and curriculum for the Dominicans in philosophy. From this would rise the Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas in Rome, now known as the Angelicum. It is one of the most prominent theological colleges in the world. In 1260, Albert was appointed Bishop of Regensburg by the Pope. Although he held high office, he refused to ride a horse and chose to walk barefoot wherever he went, a common practice of the Dominicans. The office of Bishop never sat well with Albert and he resigned just three years later. The new Pope accepted his resignation and instead sent him to preach to the German-speaking peoples about the Crusades in North Africa. During this time, he became a gifted mediator and was known for resolving disputes between individuals. He even settled a dispute between the citizens of Cologne and their archbishop. In 1274, he mourned the loss of his great student and friend Aquinas. He then spent his last years defending the written works of Aquinas, which have now become some of the most important writings in the church. Just a few years later, in 1280, Albert died and was laid to rest in St. Andre's Church of Cologne. Over his lifetime, he wrote 38 volumes covering a vast array of topics, including philosophy, astronomy, law, friendship, science, and love, among others. Today, he is known as the patron saint of scientists and philosophers. I love St. Albert's story because it reveals how faith and reason go hand in hand and how our faith can sharpen our understanding of the natural world. Albert was not afraid to study from ancient pagan and Islamic writers and to fully bring a depth of philosophy and scientific wisdom into the Catholic academia. St. Albert the Great, pray for us. Awaken the saint. St. Albert the Great, not just a saint, a doctor as well. I like that. I do too. Yeah. For more information on St. Albert the Great and all the saints, just pick up the Hail Mary Media app. Details at MatraDayRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. The March for Life Education and Defense Fund unveiled its theme for the January 19th, 2024 March for Life, which emphasizes the need to care for both the mother and the child with every woman for every child. Janine Mancini, president of the March for Life, announced the new theme on Tuesday afternoon at the Heritage Foundation. She was joined by a three-person panel of pro-life guests to discuss ways in which the movement can care for pregnant women, mothers, and children together. Mancini said there is a false narrative around abortion that suggests abortion is empowering and necessary. She said this fear-based messaging tries to convince women who are facing unexpected pregnancies that they're alone, that they're incapable, and that they are all ill-equipped to handle motherhood. And the announcement comes one week after Ohio voters pass a referendum that adds a new amendment to the state constitution, creating a right to reproductive freedom which includes abortion in about a dozen states. Efforts to get referendums on the ballot related to abortion are underway for the 2024 election. 
American Medical Response, AMR, was fined over $513,000 by Multnomah County yesterday for not arriving to 911 calls in the required amount of time. Multnomah County Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson announced the fines after AMR were late, triggering penalties on 14% of their calls in August. County officials said AMR do not arrive within the allotted eight minutes for high-acuity calls in urban areas that month. AMR recently added Washington County to its coverage area that also includes Clackamas and Clark Counties. AMR has been the sole ambulance provider in Multnomah County since 1995. The Beaverton School District has been hit by a cybersecurity breach that may have compromised student passwords. The district announced in a message posted to its website and sent to parents Tuesday evening. Student passwords to email accounts, Google Documents, Canva, and other platforms all may have been compromised. The district said it discovered the security incident earlier in the evening and plans to reset the system. Parents and students were warned to download any needed Google Documents before 8 p.m. Tuesday because the system reset would make accounts unavailable after that. Students will be able to reset their passwords and get back into their accounts at school on Wednesday, the district said. Chromebooks issued by the district will also be reset at 8.30 p.m. last night, and students will not have access until passwords are set today. The district urged parents to check in their students have used their student passwords on any other platforms, such as social media accounts. If so, then those accounts should also be assumed to be compromised and students should change their passwords as soon as possible. We all know that we have one password and that's the password. I know they say you're not supposed to do that, but how can you think of that many changes in passwords for all the different platforms? mess. Yes. Two-factor authentication has made it a little easier, but still. We still, use that here. Yeah. Still like, oh my gosh. How many passwords? Oh, and then don't many. write them down. Okay. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample has asked all priests in the Archdiocese of Portland to preach on the Holy Eucharist for the four Sundays of Advent. The emphasis is part of the diocesan phase of the Eucharistic Revival. The National Eucharistic Revival is a three-year initiative sponsored by the bishops of the United States to inspire and prepare the people to be formed, healed, converted, united, and sent out through a renewed encounter with Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, the source and summit of our Catholic faith. The Archdiocese of Portland's Offices of Continuing Education of Priest and Divine Worship will help to coordinate the priest's Eucharistic preaching this Advent. Two big, little bundles of joy are on the way for Portland. The Oregon Zoo is expecting an eastern black rhinoceros baby in the next couple of months and in 2025, a new elephant cow. <laughs> Why 2025, you ask? That is because elephant gestation lasts longer than any of the other living mammals nearly two years. Wow. I would lose my mind to be pregnant for two years. The double pachyderm pregnancy means Josie, an eastern black rhinoceros, and Rose, too, an Asian elephant, are both expecting at the same time. But by the time that baby elephant is born, 
well, baby rhino, we're not going to be a baby anymore. Both announcements from the zoo are hopeful ones for threatened species. For the eastern black rhinoceros, which includes Josie and her male companion, King, this is especially true. These two rhinos, soon to be three, we hope, represent a species that among the most endangered uh-huh. on the planet, said Kelly Gomez, who oversees the zoo's Africa area in a statement. Poaching and the illegal wildlife trade have wiped out 96% of the world's black rhino population. In elephant land, the news of a possible calf is also hopeful. Zoo officials say that Samson 25 is the father of the newest calf, and that calf might be born in early 2025. That's exciting, because I believe they lost an elephant, I think if I'm so, not mistaken. I think so, recently, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, This is interesting. So when I first read the story, I went, oh, pachyderms thinking that we're two elephants. But the rhinos and the elephants are pachyderms. They're both considered pachyderms. It's part of that family. Also included in that, hippos and pigs. And pigs. A pig is pachyderm. I didn't know that. And then when you think about all of those animals, if you lined them up, you can kind of see a little bit of a family resemblance, maybe. All I see is bacon. (laughs) (laughs) And in sports, Georgia moved up to number one in the latest college football playoff rankings on Tuesday, nudging past Ohio State with third place Michigan and fourth place Florida State holding down their spots in the top four. Mission, of course, will play the Buckeyes at home on November 25th, so one of those teams will be out of the top four. The top eight teams in the rankings won last week, and the selection committee's only change, the group, was there at the very top. Washington was fifth again, followed by Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. There was some thought that the Huskies might move up to number four ahead of Florida State because they beat uh, Utah on Saturday uh, 35-28, but that didn't happen. The only change was just moving Georgia up past Ohio State, so they're jockeying for positions. It's that Michigan-Ohio State game that's going to kind of set the table there, but Oregon and Washington right in the mix, and Right there in the back behind them is Oregon State. So All if they right. get that win Saturday against the Huskies, it's, it could complicate everything. I, complicated is okay. Oh, I love it. This <laughs> is a fun time of year for football, especially that they put this playoff and then it's going to expand in the future. So that'll make it even more exciting. Well, if you are planning to be one of the 50 million eaters of pumpkin pie I this do. holiday season, well, here's a pumpkin. That'll get a good bite of those pies made. A Minnesota horticultural teacher set a world record in California this year for the heaviest pumpkin after growing a giant gourd weighing 2,749 pounds. 2,749 pounds. That's the record? That's the record for a pumpkin. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed. I figured it would be bigger than that. (laughs) Bigger than a ton? (laughs) Yeah. That's you got. Yeah, you, I've seen I've seen pumpkins like that in my neighbor's yard. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a world record for sure. Travis Geiner of An- Anoka, Minnesota, won the 50th World Championship Pumpkin Away Off in Half Moon Bay, California, with an enormous lumpy orange pumpkin that could produce at least 687 pies. So he had to take that 2,700-pound pumpkin from, <laughs> from Minnesota to California. To California. 
for the official weigh-in. Okay, that okay, and that I have respect now. Yeah. All right. The previous world record for heaviest pumpkin was set by a grower in Italy who produced a 2,702-pound squash in 2021, according to Guinness World Records. Now, Geiger grows his gourds in a pumpkin patch just in his backyard. He said this year he decided to give his plants extra care, watering them up to 12 times a day and feeding and fertilizing them a bit more than usual. Geinger is a landscape and horticulture teacher at Anoka Technical College. He's been growing pumpkins since he was a teenager. He first completed competed in Half Moon Bay's annual weigh-off in 2020 and has won three of the city's last four giant pumpkin contest i think there is a farmer in the willamette valley that can meet that challenge i think there's a 2800 pounder out there i <laughs> you really think it could I, in, be? in willamette valley i do i do believe okay I think, yeah come on I, oregon the great pumpkin charlie brown is in oregon you just got to yeah. get it to california that's yeah not and that's far. a lot closer than minnesota absolutely it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community I will say this. I do expect a 2,700-pound pumpkin to make more than 680 pies, though. Thank you about that. Yeah. It should be able to make more. Well, but you got, like, gourd and all that. Like, it's not all of it can go into the pie, right? Okay. Yeah. I suppose. Well, this Friday at 6 o'clock p.m., evening of Encounter for Young Adult Catholics at Mount Angel Angel Abbey. Young adults ages 18 to 35 are invited to a night of prayer, dinner, reflection, and fellowship with other young adults led by newly ordained Father Charles Gonzalez. (laughs) Group uh, Lexio Divina will focus on gospel passages that relate to our vocation in life. Please RSVP by today if you'd like to attend that event. And remember, you can find the details on how to do that, plus many other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and you can also access it on the Hail Mary Media app. You know, I love Wednesdays, Brenda, because in the church, Wednesdays, we celebrate St. Joseph. And there is a brand new graphic novel that Father Donald Calloway is bringing out. It's a you know comic book on St. Joseph, but it's so well done. And Sam Estrada up in the uh, Seattle area did the illustrations. You had a chance to talk to him, and we'll mm-hmm. talk to Sam next after we check that weather forecast for this St. Joseph's Day at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the
and of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. What's the best way to stay on top of things in our local Catholic community? Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect way to connect directly into all the exciting fall activities. And you can jump right into the middle of it all like a big pile of leaves. Simply search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the instructions. In just minutes, you'll be accessing our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Plus, set a customized schedule of your own prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio and download podcasts of all our original programming, including shows you won't find on the radio. Plus, you'll discover our Catholic lifestyle features, news, sports, fun fall festivities on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Get plugged directly into your local Catholic community with the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 815 at Mater Dei Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. 50% chance of showers. It's starting to dry out already. Cloudy with a high near 50 this afternoon. Then tonight, we plunge down to 36. Patchy frost by sunrise tomorrow. And then a beautiful day. Sunny with a high of 51 tomorrow. Currently, it is 50 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church out in beautiful Cloverdale, Oregon. And 46 at St. Joseph Parish in downtown Salem. Well, how much do you really know about St. Joseph? You know he was once a little boy, played like all children. He was a hard worker. He was brave and strong. And most importantly, he had a pure and chaste heart all of which he used to protect Mary and the infant Jesus. Well, in a new graphic storybook, Father Donald Kellaway tells the story of St. Joseph in a book to be a favorite of your children. The Chaste Heart of St. Joseph, a graphic novel, is available. And through incredible illustrations, the life of St. Joseph comes to life in this new book. Sam Estrada, well, he's a freelance Catholic illustrator and throughout this book, makes the life of St. Joseph real and tangible to every young reader. And Sam is joining me this morning. Good morning, Sam. Thanks so much for joining us on The Morning Blend. Thank you for having me, Brenda. So, Sam, you are really actually just north of us, closer to the Seattle area. So tell our listeners, how did you first discover that you had a love and a real talent for art? Oh, wow. Ever since I was a kid, um, I was always into cartoons and comic books. Um, one of my favorites were the Ninja Turtles. Uh, it's actually surprising that they're coming back nowadays. <laughs> um, and then you have, you know, Batman, all the DC comics. Um, and so, you know, I actually uh, asked my uncles who are really good artists, uh, if they could teach me how to draw a little bit. And I guess you could say it runs in the family. They would, uh, um, during the family reunions, just 
take me aside and, and show me how to draw like the crucifix or um, an angel and things like that. And ever since I was young, around like six or seven, I was already drawing and uh, by the grace of God, you know, holy things. And uh, it just blossomed from there. I really just, uh, I was always inspired by the saints. And unfortunately during that time, I did not have very many, you know, Catholic comics out there. Uh, they didn't even have the Action Bible back then. Um, and so I really resorted just to, you know, secular comics. I, I would imitate, you know, the Captain America and the muscles. And I'd be like, hey, maybe I could translate in that into like St. Michael the Archangel, you know. <laughs> sure. looks like a Superman type person. And I, I basically just sanctified uh, a lot of the secular comics back then since I was a kid. Sam, your upbringing, part of a big family, you were a homeschooled family and you were able to really develop this art. Did you have a lot of encouragement from your family, from your mom and dad who said, oh, Sam, you draw beautifully. You should make a whole career out of drawing pictures. Or was there a little reluctance, you know, going forward saying this might be a hard life for you and difficult way to make a living? That's a good question. Um, I would say that overall, my family was very supportive. Um, I was actually really into music as as well. Uh, I played the saxophone and band, and I was, was never really discouraged to take up these uh, hobbies, uh, whether it's drawing or music. So I would say I was definitely supported. When I eventually started using my talent for the church, they actually said, hey, this is awesome you know th i was very much supported then as well and it did take some time um from a young age i actually discerned wanting to be a religious brother and a priest and uh i kind of put those dreams of the hobbies aside and i said lord i'm willing to help you know serve the church in some way uh interestingly when i was a brother i was asked to draw pictures for um homeschool books. <laughs> and so I was actually using my talents, even music, you know, uh, in the religious life. And so in no way do I want to say I was discouraged. I was definitely supported and, um, yeah, motivated to continue. Sam Estrada is joining us this morning. He is the illustrator of an incredible new book called The Chase Heart of St. Joseph. It is a graphic novel. It's by wonderful father Donald Calloway. And we all know and appreciate how much his devotion to St. Joseph is. This is sure to be a new family favorite. It is out by Marion Press. It's incredibly drawn. I must say, I did have to chuckle a little bit to see Father Calloway drawn as this cartoonish character. But boy, even his holiness, the holiness and bravery of St. Joseph, so beautifully captured, too, in these illustrations. How did you begin to collaborate with Father Calloway on this? Because for sure, what I can tell, this wasn't just a script that you got it's a graphic novel. That means there are word clouds and different pictures and things going on throughout the book. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how you and Father Calloway came together on this book. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I think it started in 2018. 
um, I went to a Marian conference in North Carolina and uh, I just left religious life. I discerned out um, by the grace of God and he basically allowed me to work on a project called Our Lady of Fatima, the graphic novel. And after that project, I really felt inspired to um, meet Father Cowley for some reason. Um, I know that I was promoting the book at that conference. And so my mom's like, hey, we should definitely go and let's go online to get our book signed. And I said, you know, I don't have a book, but I'd like to actually give a book to Father. I'll give him the graphic novel of Our Lady of Fatima. And he said, wow, this is amazing. Let's collaborate. Give me your number. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and two years later, he calls me up and says, would you be interested in working on a graphic novel on St. Joseph? And during that time, I just finished his consecration, St. Joseph, you know, the, the book. And uh, I just felt so inspired. I said, of course, St. Joseph is amazing. I want to be just like him. And if I can uh, promote him in any way, I will. And so, yes, I'll sign on and illustrate your graphic novel, Father. <laughs> of course, when somebody like Father Calloway says, I, I really would love for you to do this. Well, that's the first thing you should say is, well, maybe first, thank you, St. Joseph, and absolutely, I will help you with this project. What a great partnership the two of you have come up with. Sam, there is more that I want to talk to you about because I really would be interested to know what Father Calloway said when he first saw a picture of him as kind of a little, uh, like a parish superhero is what it looks like to me. I am already coming up against our break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? Definitely, Brenda. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> 823 at Matre Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And you know what starts a week from Friday? A week from Friday. I'll give you a number. Two million. Two million. Two million Christmas lights. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know it what I'm is talking that about. family tradition, the Grotto's Festival of Lights. That's right. It kicks off Friday, and we will be telling you all about it every single day here on the Morning Blend. We'll be telling you about the choir lineups, going behind the scenes with some interviews. We have got the inside track. I know folks out there. Oh, you do know folks <laughs> out there. Know some folks now out you there. are leaving early for your Thanksgiving uh, holiday. Yes. So you think it's going to be Thanksgiving this week? It's actually Thanksgiving next week, which means the grotto is opening up Friday. next Friday. Week that's from right. Friday is what I meant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's. Thank you for for correcting me there. We but don't want right. people to go to the grotto on Friday going, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm here. <laughs> you would be the choir. <laughs> you would be. Yeah. Well, not you and I. But we'll have all that for you right here on the Morning Blend each and every single day. And you can keep track of it on the Hail Mary Media app. If you haven't downloaded that yet, why not? Do it now so you can get ready for the Christmas Festival of Lights with the Grotto and Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. 
and I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 825 at The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat on Mater Day Radio and the USCCB. The bishops are meeting in Baltimore and our own Archbishop Sample up for office. We'll tell you more about that next. And the Vatican releases a document reminding all us Catholics... You cannot be a Freemason. I'll explain why that document came out coming up in news in three minutes. Here is Village Lights. Here is our Alleluia. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Village Lights with Here Is, our hallelujah. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. At their annual fall plenary assembly in Baltimore this week, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, USCCB, elected a conference secretary and chairman for six standing committees. The conference secretary also serves as the chairman of the Committee on Priorities and Plans. Archbishop Paul S. Coakley of Oklahoma City was elected as conference secretary and chairman of the Committee on Priorities and Plans in a 187-55 vote over Archbishop Alexander K. Sample of Portland in Oregon. Archbishop Coakley is currently serving as conference secretary, completing the term left vacant last November when Archbishop Timothy Brolio of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA was elected conference president. With this election, now Coakley's term for the conference secretary runs through November of 2027. The president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, Archbishop Timothy Broglio, on Tuesday called on Israel to pursue negotiations in its war with Hamas terrorists. When asked about Israel's military actions in the Gaza Strip and civilian casualties suffered since the outbreak of the war, Broglio said it is an issue he feels very strongly about and said that Israel should find a way to negotiate. At a press conference at the bishop's annual fall meeting in Baltimore, Broglio said, I realize the atrocities that were committed against the Israelis in a certain sense provoked a response. But I think that response should always be between warring parties and in some way or another, we should try to save civilians and try to keep them out of the conflict. Shots were fired last night inside Portland International Airport at a TSA checkpoint, officials said. According to the Port of Portland, shots were fired near the D and E gates TSA checkpoint, prompting an immediate response by police. One person was taken into custody and authorities said there's no ongoing threat to anyone's safety at the airport. It's currently unknown what led up to the incident, but no one was injured in the shooting. The Vatican Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith released a document on Wednesday reaffirming that Catholics are forbidden from becoming Freemasons. The new document signed by Pope Francis and Prefect Cardinal Victor Hernandez was written in response to a bishop from the Philippines who had expressed concern at the growing number of Catholics in his diocese who are taking part in Freemasonry and asked for suggestions for how to respond pastorally. The Freemasons are the largest worldwide oath-bound secret society. The Vatican document reaffirms that those who are formally and knowingly enrolled in Masonic lodges and have embraced Masonic principles fall under the provision of the Catholic Church's 1983 Declaration on Masonic Associations. The 83 declaration signed by Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger when he was prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith declares that Catholics who enroll in Masonic associations are in a state of grave sin and may not receive Holy Communion. In sports, the drama that is the Pac-12 has taken another turn. A judge yesterday ruled that Oregon State and Washington State should have governing control of the Pac-12 after the other members announced their intent to leave the conference in 2024. The judge made the decision at the end of a nearly three-hour-long hearing in Whitman County, Washington. 
Attorneys for Oregon State and Washington State argued that the 10 departing schools gave up their board positions when they agreed to join other conferences starting next season. Attorneys for the other schools argued that they did not violate the conference bylaws and should retain their board seats. Those attorneys have also signaled they will likely appeal the judge's ruling. And uh, on the field, where it really counts, we're yes. gearing up for that big game at Racer Stadium on Saturday. It's uh, the Oregon State Beavers hosting the number 5 Washington Huskies undefeated right there in the midst of the college football playoff. It's going to be a great afternoon in Corvallis Saturday. All right. But there's still all this drama going around okay. the conference. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that the players, once they hit that field... All they're worried about is a W. That's true. Although Thanksgiving is nearly here, in just a blink of an eye, it's going to be Christmas and Advent. <laughs> you might feel a little overwhelmed right now. I'm starting to feel a little yeah, overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. And maybe down in the dumps a little bit mm. as those dark nights set in. However, there are some ways to cast away any winter blues and get prepared for Advent and Christmas at the same time. And it will certainly help reduce stress. So, first of all, they say, get one of those beautiful and joyful Advent calendars. Yes. I think that is a great thing to do. Create a Catholic-inspired Advent calendar filled with daily affirmations, verses, maybe even a small act of kindness that you can look Did forward to. Did you say filled with chocolate? No. No <laughs> chocolate. Those are always fun ones, but well, let's remember <laughs> okay. that we want to keep the meaning of Christ in can Christmas. Can you do both? Okay. Okay. If you're good. <laughs> okay. Well, here's something that, that is you a good, can do. That's good. Great advice. Because you have something to look forward to every day, right? I, yeah. Exactly. Uh, maybe set your sights on inviting some friends over and putting out a hot chocolate charcuterie I board. I love this. So I did this with my family after a Christmas vigil a couple of years ago. And it is like you would imagine. You have the hot chocolate flavors. And I gave them milk chocolate and dark chocolate options. And then on the charcuterie board, there was mini marshmallows and cinnamon marshmallows. There were uh, little uh, mints, York peppermint patties that you can drop in to get a little minty hot chocolate. Uh, just all different types of things that you can put in a hot chocolate to kind of zhush it up, as I like to say. And then little... Uh, How do you spell that? Zhush. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. that. Okay. <laughs> and then a little peppermint stick mm. to get it all mixed up. I like that Mexican chocolate. Oh, you know, 100%. It's got a mm, that's my, mm, my weakness. A yeah. little cinnamon with mm -hmm. that. Okay, let's oh. do that. Let's and put on some flannels and, and you know, my, my Hallmark Channel socks. Stop. I love it. <laughs> that is, that'll definitely <laughs> drive the blues away for sure. Oh, no way you could be unhappy with that. How about a little lively caroling karaoke? Now, that's a different, that's, yeah, yeah. Turn your living room into a karaoke stage with a Catholic <laughs> twist. Sing your favorite Christmas carols and sprinkle in a few religious tunes for good measure also. Uh, good King Wenceslas. How about some Gregorian chant? You could learn to chant. I think that's the only way I'm going to make that work because there's no way I, my voice is terrible chant maybe might chant, have a shot maybe. John, the the monks down at mount angel might work with me and help me out <laughs> their prayer you know a miracle could happen but as far as singing goes that would have the opposite effect okay well then maybe what you can do is just 
lip sync it and turn on the Ooh. original artist. Okay, How's that? You, you could go. do a dance. Great. And then lastly, how about a Holy Humor movie night? Host a movie night featuring films with Catholic theme or a good dose of holy humor. Laughter is a fantastic remedy for the winter blues and finding the lighter side of faith can be both entertaining and uplifting. Bells of St. Mary's. Uh, it's a wonderful life. <sighs> That's right. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Perhaps a little retail therapy will help drive those blues away. But if it's for a good cause, it's okay. Okay. Friday and Saturday, Christmas Bazaar at St. Agatha's Church in Portland. Saturday, Sunday, Holiday Bazaar St. Mary's in Corvallis. Saturday and Sunday also is the St. Nicholas Market at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. Great ways to do. Oh, my goodness. You're going to find some great gifts there. For sure. And also coming up on the 18th at 530, it's the annual gala for Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley at the Community Fest Hall in Mount Angels. Join the students and staff of Chesterton Academy for their annual gala, an evening of celebration and community to benefit the school. You know who's the MC? Who's the MC? Father Charles. Is he really? He, he is so busy. I mean, he gets ordained and then they just said, we're putting you to work. So oh. he, yeah, he's emceeing that. Wonderful. So you definitely want to get out to the fest hall and the dessert dash. Mm. <gasps> okay. No knocking people over to get your favorite <laughs> pie. Now, remember, you can find the details on these and many other events. Go over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, there's a great Christmas gift that you might want to check out if you are have a devotion to St. Joseph. It's a St. Joseph, um, what would you say, comic book or graphic it, novel? A graphic novel. That Father Donald Calloway mm-hmm. has put together. And we're talking with the artist of all the wonderful uh, panels in that. Sam Estrada joins Brenda after we check the weather next. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. St. Benedict tells us to love, fasting, and chastity, a very tall order. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. We probably find each of those things difficult and often do not feel like loving them at all. But in his rule, St. Benedict reminds us that love is not just a good feeling. He teaches us that love is always a deliberate, intentional choice. Such choices take sacrifice and discipline, and that's where fasting and chastity come in. Their frequent practice can teach us self-control and help us in the hard work of becoming steadfast and strong in love. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. The next time we are struggling for self-control and not feeling particularly happy about it, we'll make it easier if we remind ourselves that we are training to become perfect in love. 
Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at HolyFamilyClinic.com. That's HolyFamilyClinic.com. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 842 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, and uh, the shower starting to move out of the area. Still a 50% chance of rain before noon, high up to 50 this afternoon under cloudy skies. Then overnight we clear out, and that's going to create frost on the pumpkin, so chilly 36 degrees, but sunny skies tomorrow, high 51. Currently, it is 48 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And 48 degrees at St. Pius X in Portland. And I am back with Sam Estrada. Now, Sam is an incredible artist and drew the pictures for a new graphic novel, The Chase Heart of St. Joseph. It is by the wonderful Father Donald Calloway and being published now by Marion Press. You can find it at any one of our great local Catholic bookstores and also available online. Sam is an illustrator of a graphic novel. It is the life of St. Joseph. A superhero told out in a comic book-like pages. Sam has stayed with us today to tell us more about his illustrations. Sam, thanks so much for staying with us today. Thank you for having me, Brenda. So it is, again, sure to be a family favorite. And I can really just see some young readers not only being drawn in by this wonderful story, but it's the illustrations that are really keeping them turning it from one story to the next. You have drawn this out so beautifully in collaboration with Father Calloway. So Father Calloway's in this book. It's just fantastic to see him. When he looked at your initial script and drawings of the, of the novel, what did he think about himself? Oh my goodness, uh, that actually took a while just to um, uh, cartoonize or caricaturize someone who's so uh, well known. Um, it was quite a challenge. And I would say that I definitely looked toward um, some of his fans for some help. Uh, my mom is a fan. And so there's a couple drafts I would send her. She's like, yeah, no, he looks too uh, young or he looks too old or there's more hair. Uh, you know, things like that. Um, and I think that it just took a lot of practice, but I definitely went to St. Joseph for help. I asked him for some intercession. So I was able to get through the project. And um, I think it was a great concept, just the fact that Father is not only talking to this family, but talking to the audience, you know. I think the one 
picture that I was kind of hoping to see in the pages somewhere was, of course, the great picture of Father Calloway on his surfboard, tearing it up at some <laughs> Southern California beach. Of course, again, still such a wonderful book. Now, the beautiful things about the saints is that they walk with us. Now, when you sat down to begin this drawing, how did you rely your heart and your pen to the heart of St. Joseph and asked him to help you along in this journey to bring forward his life and the way that he related to our Blessed Mother and the Christ Child. Oh, it's amazing. When I actually started drawing um, and illustrating this project, I was actually preparing to get married. I had just proposed to my wife, uh, then my fiance, and this project comes to my, my mind and I just wonder why at this time, you know, the, the timing is so interesting, but it really allowed me to go to St. Joseph and say, St. Joseph, as I'm drawing you, please form me into a good husband because in a couple months, I'm about to do the most important thing of my life is, you know, dedicate my life to this woman. And so I think he really taught me trust more than anything. He taught me trust, and then next he taught me patience. Because uh, it's just been a long time. I'm, I'm in my 30s. A lot of people really struggle finding their, their spouse, their future spouse. And I would say that it did take some time. It took a lot of patience. But um, St. Joseph was very patient when it came to what God's will was. And so I have a lot to learn still, but hopefully that's one of the virtues I'm uh, starting to develop is patience and, of course, trust in God's will. So, Sam, this is another one of your beautifully illustrated books. Tell our listeners a little bit about your past projects and where they can go to find more information about you and also your webpage. Definitely. We, uh, when I say we, myself uh, and a couple of my art friends, um, they worked in VeggieTales and things like that. They helped me color. Uh, Our Lady of Fatima, the graphic novel, is actually the first one I was able to put out. And um, it is it has so much because it was my first project. It was a passion project because uh, I was asking Our Lady, please help me find my vocation. <laughs> and so she definitely did. Um, in this book, we have all six apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, um, as well as the uh, apparitions of the Angel of Peace to the three shepherd children. And it has so much catechism in it. It's not just the story, it has catechism and it has instruction of how to be a saint. And um, next, in 2018, we did um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, the graphic novel. And coming up, we have more, uh, definitely after St. Joseph, we definitely have more with uh, Father Calloway. Um, I cannot say anything other than we have more. (laughs) I would Uh, love that. And it's very exciting. Well, good. Well, we definitely look forward to what's coming up in the future for you. Again, such another great book, perhaps a great novel on your future, perhaps a wonderful saint who was a father, hopefully of many children. Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. And remind our listeners of your website where they can find out more information about you. Yes, uh, it's prostrata.com. That's P-R-O-S-T-R-A-D-A. And actually is a Portuguese word that means to prostrate. Um, 
And it basically is, of course, pro. And the last part of my last name is Estrada. But the Portuguese word really kind of outlines the mission, which is to bow low before the Lord in humility. Just like the three shepherd children at Fatima. They prostrated before the Eucharist. Oh, beautiful. Well, Sam, perhaps like St. Joseph, well, God set before you a wonderful path, and all you did was follow his lead, and of course, to this wonderful new book. Sam, thanks so much for joining us today on The Morning Blend. Look forward to talking to you when your next project comes out. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much, Brenda. And again, that is Sam Estrada. So the name of the book by Father Calloway, it is The Chase Heart of St. Joseph. It is a graphic novel. Now, I will be sure to add information where you can get a copy of the book yourself and also find more information about Sam. I'm going to put those links on the podcast of today's interview at materdayradio.com. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary media app. It is 8.50 here at Mater Day Radio, the month of November. We dedicate to praying for the holy souls in purgatory. And you can pray for those souls right along with Mater Day Radio. In fact, a rosary for the faithfully departed will be happening at Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services the next date. November 22nd, Deacon David Hams, chaplain of Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Funeral Services, will lead the rosary and litany for the faithfully departed. They take place at 1230 at Gethsemane Chapel in Happy Valley and 230 at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery in Portland. Of course, you can also go to materdayradio.com, find information on how to Offer your special intention to let Mater Day Radio pray with you. You can also find information where you can give us the name of the faithfully departed, and we would love to include them in our prayers for them that we air before the rosary. So again, you can find all kinds of information on that. Head over to materdayradio.com. You'll see the link right at the top of the page. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer to St. Joseph. Let us pray. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. 
Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. And one last look at your weather this morning. A few morning showers lingering by this afternoon. We begin to dry out. Mostly cloudy today with temperatures sticking around 52 degrees. As we get into nighttime hours, those clouds break up and temperatures going to drop pretty cool at 36 degrees. Then Thursday, lots of sunshine with temperatures hitting 55 degrees. Currently, it is 48 degrees right here in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, this is I Am They and From The Day. We are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. My sin was before me, I was swallowed by pride. But out of the darkness, you brought me to your light. You showed me new mercy and opened up my eyes. From the day you saved my soul.
From the day. It's 8.59 right here at Mater Day Radio. Oh, well, that will most certainly drive away any midweek blues you have this morning. And be sure you got to clean out that refrigerator today. My problem is I'm going to have to figure out how to get those shelves out and get those really clean, too. Oh, I'm afraid to even think what might be growing down there. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning. Blended is Wednesday. That means Miriam Marston will be blazing the trail this evening. You can also catch that show as a podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. We hope you have a very blessed day.